This is episode 207 of the Gold Squadron Podcast. I'm your host, Dion Morales, and today I'm joined by Marcel Obstacles Galore Manzano. All right, um, so I got a story. I actually played yesterday my first in-person game in over 12 months. Um, I played against Francois. If you guys don't know who Francois is, local Gold Squadron guy. If you ever need to buy a house, he's the person to go see. But anyway, uh, if especially you're in the if you're Chicagoland area. Yeah, in Chicagoland area. He's not going to sell you a house in Miami. Uh, because he'll play you an X-Wing after showing you some houses. So that's cool. So uh, I flew um, uh, some, some triple region. He flew some other stuff. And he ended up beating me in the very last turn because I flew on a rock, took a shield, and then he took a range three shot against uh, my 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 uh rick ole rolling four dice no range two shot rolling four dice and he rolled two hits and you know i got half so sad me but the irony of it all is so i he did a total of three damage that uh four damage that game Uh uh-huh all of them uh three of the four damage was me hitting a rock (laughs) oh don't worry ryan we got more to go so three (laughs) Of the four damage was me hitting a rock on an asteroid. So for starters, it's it, it's actually hard getting back to in-person play after online. And then on the drive home, my car hit an obstacle called uh, a uh, pothole, which rolled a critical hit, and I got a loose stabilizer. <laughs> and Can only go straight. Drive. I, well, yeah. And I ended up driving for like... 15 minutes to get to a decent place where I can leave the car at a Firestone. Turns out there were no Uber rides available at 10.38 at night on a Sunday. So we ended up having to go get some of those really nasty, like, rental bikes, the blue rental bikes around. (laughs) And And all the DV bikers rioted against you, but continue. Yes. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, the DV bikes are horrible. And yeah, we ended up riding like the last three and a half miles home um, on, 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 on crappy bikes, on crappy streets that were like under construction. My, my, my buttocks is, <laughs> is sore. Um, and of course, $300 poor because of a pothole. So um, this is the second tire or second like fourth, wheel. Fourth in two years. Four you... pothole in two years. I think this might be pilot error. I'm just saying. I was about uh, to ask. I don't know. Your, your your area, Chicagoland. I mean, people tell like, "Oh, Michigan roads are terrible." Are your roads all right? <laughs> no, they're not. You can okay. ask Dion. Are our are our roads okay, Dion? <laughs> it depends where you are. It depends where it depends where you are. But it was on ninety ninety four. Oh yeah, that's probably bad. <laughs> they haven't fixed that one. <laughs> all right. We're still doing the intro, if anybody's gotten lost in this, by the way. Will X1 gonna give it to you? Hey, Wood. Woo-hoo! Now, let me talk for five minutes about how I disagree, disagree with DMX's political views, but I do love his music. So go ahead and start the timer now. <laughs> and Ryan, oops, all focus evades. Stan Azuski. Just take a handful of them and toss them onto the board. That's what you're gonna get. Well, uh, happy, if you're listening to this when we've posted it after, happy May the 4th. If you're 
passed far enough in the other side of the world happy may 4th to you and uh to the rest of you that would be happy may 4th eve may the force be with you all right uh so in just general star wars news tomorrow the bad batch starts getting released on disney plus so excited about that wondering what cool ships we're gonna get uh, I, mean, I think we have to get the the bad batch shuttle like that that's gonna have to happen uh, look forward to a shipyards episode on that one and uh yeah, today's podcast brought to you by the Galactic Championship, and today, of course, we're talking about the Moncala qualifier that happened just, just last weekend, and uh, we got plenty of qualifiers. Our next one is happening uh, June 5th, Bespin. It is the Australian uh, time zone-based one, so looking forward to that. But before then, May 22nd is when you're going to get to see Dion lay the smackdown on Ryan, Will, and... and Marcel here in the GSP studios for the Gold Squadron showdown. It's going down. Let's do this. All right. <laughs> it should be fun. All right. GSP showdown, uh, May 22nd here. A GSP uh, live event going on for you. You're going to get to get to see us uh, be sloppy with models. Marcel, how was it playing with plastic toys? I haven't moved the ship on a table. It was actually... Um, it, it was it was a whole lot of fun. I didn't mind the setup and the breakdown. Uh, I mean, we spent like two and a half hours playing one game because uh -huh. it took me like half hour, you know, like an hour to to put the stuff out of and and put it back together. Um, the yeah, the the distances are just so rough. I I was, I was surprised by like a three bank, how far a three bank gets you. Uh, like I did a three bank and I ended up on, I thought like, oh, I'll just end up right in front of this rock. I literally ended up like on the other side of the rock. Right? <laughs> Not even at the beginning of the rock. It was like, like way over there. All right. It's going to um, be a little, it's going to be a little rough is what, is what yeah. I'm yeah. It's oh, gonna be and great. By the way, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is, I'm safe here. I, uh, I thought I had like a, a whole foot on a range three. Uh -huh. Like, so I parked myself without moving. And then he, uh, Francois takes out the little passive sensor uh, range check. Yeah. And we were like millimeters away, and I thought I, I thought I was safe by like, by like a good, you know, range and a half. Yeah, something. It's just it's bad. But we'll get we'll get you we'll get you back up. We'll get we'll 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 chain you up. Well, our uh, our topic first topic for today is the top sixteen of the Moncala qualifier. That yes, the cut was thirty two. We actually got a lot of stuff we want to talk about today. So we're gonna be taking a look at the top sixteen. Um, right now, we're gonna talk a little bit about factions, and we're doing something a little different than usual. We're actually gonna start at the tippity tippity top. And then go down from there. Okay. So uh, let's get started. Our champion of Moncala, Andrew Oler, flying uh, what is likely to be one of the biggest meta contenders out there. Uh, Ryan, your, uh, your intro kind of talks a little bit about this. So I'll go ahead and give this one to you. Yes. the I've dubbed it the Alliance Mind Link a callback to Atani Mind Link days of first edition. Uh, basically, for people who aren't familiar with how that name came from, didn't play first edition, it's a lot of focus generation for the squad across the board. So this, unsurprisingly, with a rebel list, has a hero. Oh, boy. 
as we kind of expected, Hera's showing up in force, carrying some thread tracers. We got her, actually, her kind of bestest buddy, but he's definitely more of like, I need you more than you need me uh, type <laughs> of ship. Garvin uh, with just S foils. Then we have, we're going deeper into the focus train here. Kyle Katarn in the Hawk with the Moldy Crow and Jin Urso. So flexibly allowing you to move those tokens around and start an engagement with Kyle. And whenever focuses are assigned, actions are taken, Jin can say that's an evade. And you say, well, that's got to be enough focus for an entire squad, right? No, sir. We're going deeper with Benthic two tubes, with perceptive co-pilot, and resurfacing again in a U-wing, Leia Organa crew in the pivot wing title. So Benthic's just taken double focus. One of them could be an evade. And then he could pass the focus. He could pass. He could take two focuses. Could pass one of them as ability, and then that could be an evade. And then the other focuses could be an evade about three more times throughout the entire round because Garvin and Hera going bing 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 for as yep. many times as, as Garvin is interacting at all, attacking or defending. It's a whole lot of things that you can do. There are still correct decisions that you need to make, um, but I moderately concerning the amount of tokens this can generate all right well, um, you know what the answer the the question i want us all to answer our thoughts here now one of the things that happened in the opening by the way the the game should start going up in the next couple days um was target priority in this list because obviously a lot of them have focus and or evades um who do you think let's let's i think we can all agree on probably who's the worst first target Garvin, right? Like, hands down, the worst one to shoot. Uh, if you don't recognize why that is, because he can consistently recycle the focus that he uses with Hera, and she can give it back as a focus or an evade. That's Theor you got, Theoretically, you just straight better than having force, even. Yeah. Because force charges, although sometimes feel infinite, are still finite. This legitimately is infinite. Okay, so now, the, the other side of the equation... Who do we think is the – if you have a choice, you, you're, you're about to do an alpha strike. You've done everything you need. you got all the tools you need. What ship do you want to take off the board first? Ryan, uh, I'll, I'll just g give us your answer. We'll go Marcel, then Will. So I believe – and this, this might depend on actually where the upgrade is. In this current structure, Kyle needs to get off the board first. More so because Jin Urso crew probably needs to get off the board first. I think you could it's it's easier to burn Kyle, although Kyle is probably linebacking a little bit or just in the second level of the fight. Ben Thick and Garvin in the structure of how the squad's moving are likely towards the front, baiting you to go after, you know, go after Garvin. He only has maybe a focus or an evade, or might have stacked a bunch of tokens. Benthic is the most expensive, though. Is there an argument to say maybe a slight iteration of this list to make it a little more difficult on target priority is to swap Jin or so in Leia's position? Uh, or does it just make too much sense that Jin should just be on Kyle just because you're not relying on Benthic to exist to have Jin available for Kyle's start of engagement ability? Mm -hmm. Probably. But I think Kyle needs to get off the board first. 
um, if that target's not presented itself because Kyle's behind Benthic and range band wise in the first engagement, you have to shoot at Benthic. It's not terrible. Getting half or a solid amount of damage on Benthic at the start is still worth it because he is still worth some points. But I think Jin Urso as an upgrade needs to go. Therefore, Kyle needs to go. Will, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, Benthic has uh, four more health than uh, Kyle. So, assumingly, Kyle should be the easier target. Uh, you're not going to have access to Hera if the pilot is doing it correctly. So, I have to agree as well, Kyle. Marcel? I think we're all going to say Kyle. Um, and I think uh, just just so we don't we don't jump into like boogeyman world here. Mm -hmm. Ryan said it like you got to fly this the right way. You can't just say, "Oh, like, I'm gonna have a million tokens and then I'm gonna win a tournament," because no. uh, it's not gonna work that way. Um, the, in this scenario here, you still only have three good firing arcs. So if if you three good firing arcs, albeit there's gonna be a lot of modifications going around both offensively and defensively. But you get, and they're initiative four, so you get some initiative fives, initiative six. Mm -hmm. uh, a good ace player has the potential to make three arcs just swing and a miss, swing and a miss, swing and a miss. So um, you've got to set up those kill boxes. So it's not a gimme uh, just because you can have a bunch of tokens. Um, um, especially if you've got a good I-5 with multiple repositions. It's going to make this, uh, you, you're going to have to play it really cagey in order to set up those traps to get the damage in. Um, but, you know, like they, I would say, depends on what you're flying. If you're flying a, a um, an AC list, you take your opportunity shots where you can and you just try to win, um, get a half point on something and just stay alive. If you're playing something that's more beefy, um, you go after Kyle and then uh, figure it out later. Even if you lose two ships going after Kyle, if you drop Kyle and you lost two ships for it, it's a good it's a good trade. Yeah, I'll, I'll say Will brought up a good point. Clarify, if we could get Hera, she'd probably be the number one target. But a good player is going to keep Hera far enough back to not have enough firepower to commit to her without literally just barreling your way through everyone. And that's they're just going to shoot you on the way through. It's not going to work. Um, and like Marcel mentioned with the ace side of things, it's it's setting up those kill boxes and traps that you can, but I think it's going to be testing the pilot of this list by dragging out the fight and using your aces as bait where you're like, okay, this one, this, like three aces on the board, they could commit any one of them, but that rebel player needs to make the decision of which one they're going after. And that ace player might've correctly decided to decommit one of them and just say, bye, see you later. And now one of the aces has really good flanking opportunities. So there's a level of patience. I don't think you can just run into these and let their joust box, not exactly formation, but let them maintain some level box. You got to see if you can cause obstacles and movement and varying maneuver types that these ships have because they are all different ships see if one of them kind of leaves the pack a little bit mm -hmm. even if it's garvin that's you know then you can move your maybe move your way around it so so i, I got a quick question sorry Dion. i got a quick question just uh for the people that 
uh, for you guys that, mm-hmm. that got to see these games. I didn't get to see them. Um, from this list, you're saying that um, Jin Arso is what you want to get off the board, and you probably do. In that scenario that I am, and let's say I'm flying my 5A wings. Let's say if I would have you know, got lucky and, and made the cut or something like that. Mm-hmm. 5A wings against, uh, I mean, 4A wings, initiative fives versus this. I feel, I feel pretty com- confident. With the exception, what scares me from this list as an ace player is Leia. Because that's what, Leia is what usually your 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 safe spot as an ace player or, or your, you know, your your trump card as an ace player is like, hey, you're going to have to turn around at some point and you're not going to have those actions because, right. or you're going to have to do like the long way around. Uh, Balea says, uh, nope, um, I'm going to do a 180 here with my U-Wing and then I'm going to, you know, do a K-turn or, or ta- whatever talent roll with. Does, does T-65 have talent rolls? Yeah. Yeah, they do. Three talents. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, you know, I'm going to flip around. So even though I'm threatening this way, this ace, I, I, I have the potential to go the other way and still have all those same odds. So I, I'm just wondering, like, how often did Leia come into play? Because to me, as an ace player, Leia is a bigger threat than Jyn Erso. Uh It was probably every third round Leia was important, I would say. Yeah. One one of the other things with a tongue in cheek joke, but <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the other things with looking at tiger priority here is you might also when when it comes with looking at if if we talked about possibly going to Hera right if you have Hera available as a target maybe that's where you go because again it's going to also be dependent on how the person playing this decides to divvy up the tokens because Benthic and Kyle will have to make their decisions on where they're going to be sharing their token before you shoot because Benthic is when he actually does the action I I focus with my uh with my, my my secondary focus and I give it to somebody else and then Kyle's at the start of engagement so you can see where those go and you might have a situation where if they don't pass the tokens to, to Hera and Hera only has her focus and she's only playing a defensive role where, or, or a support role where she's only there to pass that focus to somebody, that might be your target right there. You're like, wait, because there, once that happens, there's no way for Hera to get tokens. Like, that's it. There's, there's nothing else that's going to happen during that turn to get her tokens. So be mindful of that. Um, we talk about Kyle probably being the target because he's the one that can get the, um, you know, once the game, once the engagement has started, he's the one that can receive the least number of tokens, right? He'll have to maybe get one from, from Hera, and at that point, that's it. But Kyle likely has passed one away from his uh his battery now if he has multi crow charged up maybe that's not the case but uh i think the lower health on there is also probably the the factor but don't don't sleep on being able to kill hera either because that if they give it to you if and but that's that's the question right <laughs> and actually on the flip side so marcel talks about leia's effect on aces because two of the high priority target ships have zero stops 
swarms and and just blockers in general could just have trouble with the, just the fact that they could just all right white stop i still got my action neat because all of this is still very derived on their abilities to get actions benthic doesn't have advanced sensors we've seen advanced sensors benthic before mm. this one doesn't it needs to move and take an action or every third turn can zero stop and take an action and if they hadn't used layup for some weird early game maneuvering <clears throat> to where you can't time it right for good blocks in the second turn of engagement when stuff starts to get into the scrum, then you're just going to sit a bunch of low initiative ships range one in front of them where they might initiative kill you. Jamming beam meta? Hmm? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm just parroting what the chat says. Okay? False transponder codes, probably. Mm -hmm maybe um yeah so that's that is that list watch out for it it, it is going to be something that that we're going to see a lot of for sure and um there was one other thing that that was uh, that was brought up in the chat over the weekend asking like well what it like Hera needs to go up in points and i do agree i do think she needs to be more expensive because she does she does do a lot of stuff but even if she went up to 50 points this list is still you could still get it to 200 points by by start chucking some stuff out the airlock and still have the major pieces and i think it'd still be really good um so don't don't think that one pilot going up in points is going to eliminate this archetype because as long as hera exists this archetype is going to be a thing for for rebels unless she becomes astronomical that's what i think all right, but let's, it's time to go to the runner-up who brought something a little unconventional. Here we have uh, Vive Elschloff. Vive El Elschloff. Sorry, I'm, I'm probably butchering that. And uh, Marcel, what, what do we got here? All right, so we got an old-school uh, just straight efficiency list. Uh, I mean, straight beef and... Um, what do they call it now? Like uh, the something about three agility. I don't know. There's like this this phrase where a bunch of three the tyranny stuff. of three agility. There you go. I don't keep up with those what these young people are saying these days. Um, yeah. So you got Colonel Jenden with jamming beam, uh -huh. and Colonel Jenden being the ship that allows you to twice in a game um, go ahead and allow your ships to take target locks outside of their um range three bubble and then you have four tie x ones um with just uh three of them with fire control system one of them just naked and essentially it's uh ultra um, powerful x-wings with because uh it's basically an x-wing with the crit ability after they have their target lock with a crit, crit ability and an extra evade uh not evade yeah an extra agility not evade um so and they'll be double modded even if they're not shooting the ship they want to shoot they have a they have the potential to basically say the ship that you want you know basically scare a ship away so let's take it back i don't know how he used it against against this list obviously since it was the final but if he if he, if he wanted to say you know what i don't want benthic to be in the front blocking me because benthic is the other initiative too then everything goes on benthic and then it would make the rebel player say well 
you know, maybe Benthic will stay in the back for a little bit because all four target locks are on Benthic and he's the one that's most likely to die. Uh, so it has a lot of tools. It has, um, and, and these X ones are a lot of fun. Uh, I flew these X ones with Nash and Discipline. Uh, didn't do so well, but I think it was more pilot error and me just not being, you know, very good with these ships. But they are very powerful ships, even when they're only rolling two dice. Uh, they're still powerful ships. So I like it. Uh, and and by the way, um, last week's bold predictions. Uh, Hera was the only one that kept me from winning the bold prediction because there's no Hera the ship is the only uh, new wave thing that came out that's on there because that there was no other upgrades there's nothing on the first order I mean on the imperial list so uh, Hera was the one that bit me we, we, we were all wrong that's that that is factual <laughs> but that's why we made bold predictions all right Let's keep it rolling here. Uh, let's go with KP. What, what do we got here, uh, Will? Ah, scrambling for my <laughs> mute button. All right. KP brought resistance. That's C3P Rose. Uh, throws Tico in the transport pod with C3PO. Uh, that then three red squadron veterans and Zari Bangle with intimidation. So, uh, they're all I3s, fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, they all have some sort of passive, um, well, I guess Zari doesn't. I, I was going to say Intimidation's a passive mod, but not really for Zari there. Anyways, between the the kind of jousting tankiness of the Red Squadrons there, I have Zari, who is an excellent blocker, just fire forward right in there, who cares, uh, because Zari still gets their action uh, even if she doesn't fully execute uh, their maneuver. And then, of course, C-3P Rose, uh, helping out any of those reds who need to uh, take a target lock, maybe boost. Um, you can even coordinate the focus-linked barrel roll. Everybody uh, forgets to... Um, that That is on their integrated S-foils. That's a real upgrade, it turns out. Uh, plus the defensive nature of heroic on these T-70s as well uh, makes them very efficient. Uh, Zari ends up being kind of like the pocket ace in this list. Uh, or bait, which is even better. Mm -hmm. Shoot my three agility ship. Cool. And I know a lot of uh, people were asking, like, why is that not Merle? Well, because of her ability not getting consequences when you bump. And then also because it fits with the, they're all i three. If you if you if you mm -hmm. hadn't noticed that they're all i three, uh, it it seems to work really really well. And I I I feel like the intimidation Zari should should have been an obvious like of course that works really well. And I think most people are just trying to min max and go for Merle. But I think in this setup it it works really well. Yeah, there's just some something fun about just yoloing uh, right into a formation just to hope you bump. Uh, why not? Uh, obviously, the low initiative makes it just a generically good blocker as well. Uh, so yeah, just resistance beef, uh, showing that it's still good in all forms. All right, next we have Merrick Kemp, who brought a uh, an oldie but a goodie with a twist. All right, Merrick Kemp bringing an Imperialist, Whisper, 
Now that that sounds pretty typical. Then without uh, without maneuver and advanced sensors. So uh, some feeling confident being able to use those decloaking to be able to get out of people's arcs and lowering agility plus advanced sensors. So that means most of us are pretty used to seeing uh, passive sensors and a force crew on there, fifth brother to modify, not on this one. Then major vendor with fire control system, advanced proton torpedoes, proton torpedoes, advanced slam, OS-1, arsenal loadout. Pretty typical, we are used to that. Um, but usually we see Colonel Jenden in this list to be able to enable um vendor specifically to be able to get a uh, a target lock to start off with to have out there uh, but instead going with captain kagi uh and emperor palpatine if you're not familiar with captain kagi we'll go ahead and uh, and pull it up here on the screen this has an ability that a lot of people think uh, don't think about. He says, at the start of the engagement phase, choose uh, you may choose one or more friendly ships at range zero to three. If you do, transfer all enemy lock tokens from the chosen ships to you. So that ability there, absolutely amazing defensive uh, defensive ability, especially with uh, you know, there's plenty of people who like to throw proton torpedoes there's lots of ways to uh to get double modified shots right now and being able to take the target locks away puts either you can end up disabling people's weapons if they brought some type of missile or or, uh, or torpedo you could also just lower the amount of damage going into there or just confuse target priority the lambda shuttle in a lot of these you know lambda plus two lists uh, it has a function in the, in that it usually has some type of cool ability, like like of course just Jenden's uh, sorry, like Jenden's ability and Kaki's ability, but also it's a damage sponge, right? It it causes this target priority confusion where it's like, wait, do I chase down the shuttle here and and waste what will probably be maybe five ish shots, five to six shots to take it down, um, or do I go after the aces or the other ships in the list? Um, and of course. Of course, if you ignore Kagi, the good shuttle players will end up using the Lambda's three attack dice arc, four at range one, and dealing damage. If you're going to ignore it, say, hey, I'm just going to shove it down your throat, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> so uh, there's that, and of course, having Palpatine on there as well, this great support piece. Overall, I really like this list. Obviously, uh, Merrick Kemp did a wonderful job flying it, being able to take it into the top four. Um... Though we did see during during his match um, some of the some of the sacrifices made for wanting to go advanced sensors outmaneuver, where Whisper just could not hit during his stream match because they did not have, have target lock. There was so many times just like, man, if only you had a reroll here, this would be amazing, and just not not having access to it because the phantom platform just doesn't have a target lock action unless you uh, take passive sensors so um that or disciplined. I, or disciplined yeah you could get that but of course you don't want to you don't want to i don't think put discipline in a list like this when you have only only three ships but i mean maybe maybe it could work um being able to control the target lock is maybe a, a better way to say that but again cool list uh it's great to see vendor out there gumboats in the chat it was we had to do it during during the stream. We had to stream it. So congratulations there, and let's go now on to our next top four player. Ryan's going to take a look at Mike Messiah's list. All right, 
uh, Mike bringing a actually pretty well-known separatist list that if I'm reading this correctly, I went through this on TTT earlier. It is the only hyperspace valid list, at least in the top 16, if not the top 32. We've seen this in the past. This is the Zam Grievous and Burwer Kret variation of the Zam plus two things. Zam running Treacherous, Count Dooku, Thermal Detonators, False Transponder, Hull Upgrade, Grievous, Treacherous, and Pervium Plating Solus One, and Burwer Kret with Predator and Treacherous. So interesting to see this list, albeit hyperspace valid, was able to do really well in an extended format. Shows really shows the power of Zam mostly and Grievous paired with Zam. Burwer, uh, sure. I, I think Zam and Grievous carry Burwer. Burwer's kind of there to be like, hey, I'm cheap I-5, come kill me, because you actually could kill me, but that's wasting time probably on not mm -hmm. putting shots into Zam. I haven't really got a chance to talk to anyone extensively about this list and how they've utilized the named Nantex, whether it is Burwer or Sunfock. But my assumption is it's used more so as bait. And if it's they don't take the bait, then that dice and that shot could still be effective, right? If it gets range one, it's probably hitting bullseye. And if it's not, it's still three dice. But if it's bullseye, it's four. And if it's just kind of hanging out in the back, just kind of like, hey, I mean, I'm aiming my bullseye at you if you're turning in Zam. And I assume the better players who've been able to, when... Burwer isn't taken as the bait. Zam's just like, all right, kind of leave and point my back arc at you now. If you want to follow, here's some thermal detonators with Count Dooku crew. <laughs> Enjoy. And Mike Mike Messiah was actually our veteran champion. Was our veteran level champion in the Flight Club Championship Series with this exact list. So he definitely he came in with practice and showing, like you like you mentioned there, Ryan, a hyperspace list that showed its power in hyperspace can fight with the extended boys now does uh does this mean that the power level on this got to go down a little bit i don't know that's people people like asking those questions that's a, you can you can have that uh that ear that 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 brain worm and decide for yourself whether whether you think uh needs to go down in power but Mike Messiah, great showing there. And uh, let's continue on. Marcel's going to take a look at Don Copens bringing us a, uh, a cool little scum and villainy list. All right. Um, oh, I think I saw, I saw this one. Um, I think I saw a couple minutes of this match. Uh, it's a uh, scum initiative one list. It's a Jakku... Gunrunner, transfer space tug, is that what it's called? Anyway, the I-1 um, space tug with protectorate gleb, which is the one that allows you to coordinate. So now you have the ability to tractor or coordinate. And oddly enough, afterburners, so I wonder how often that, I guess afterburners to keep keep, uh, keep pace with the four Z-Lot recruit Frank fighters, uh, initiative ones. So you have uh, a five-ship list, all five of them, I-1, four Fang Fighters being in your, in your face, and then a uh, Jakku Gunrunner um, following closely behind. The funny thing is that all four 
uh, space tugs actually cost the exact same thing. So you got the initiative one with no ability. Then you've got Unkar Plut at initiative two. You got Sarko, like, like Sako. Let's just call him Sako. So you got Sako. You remember uh, Modern Life? You got Sako's thing. Um, anyway, they're all worth the same points, and he still ended up just the initiative, I think, is what matters most here. Uh, for him, at least. I, I would have probably went Sako, though. Because Sako stays alive a little bit longer with the... And he still shoots first, so... Now, being able to coordinate before, after a fang moves, really important. You know what? I misunderstood you guys as, 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 as hand gestures. When you, were, when you guys were going like this, this Sako. is like Sako. Sako, like Sako's modern life. That's no, I know. no, that's wrong. Uh, Sako from, from wrestling. WWE, man. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I don't watch WWE, but I, I get it. Um, you know what, what was going through my head? What was going through my head when you guys were doing this gesture was like uh, <laughs> your 15 minute intro cut into our time and you guys are talking too much. And I'm looking at the OBS at our recordings, not at the Twitch. So I thought this was private, but that I, I forgot we had like, the echo. We're out streaming. I'm like, all right, they want me to like keep it no. keep it short. Like, okay, five eight, five initiative once. They're good. Next. No, yeah, we, we were just we were just doing the Sako thing. Yeah, it's not even. <laughs> no, I, I agree with Will though. I think that uh, yeah, right there. Um, you guys are playing with well, my though, brain. Like, I, I I think the Jakku Gunrunner makes more sense one because the coordinate before because a lot of times these these zealous recruits want to do their linked action, which can also be done from the coordinate and then do a blue maneuver. Um, but then on top of that, I think space tugging things at I-1, when you know where you're going and where the opponent's ships are, is also pretty important, too. This land is my land. <laughs> I'm initiative one. <laughs> and now, you, and, see, this land is mine, and I'm going to move you over here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. It's uh, it's more more the, the tactics than the advantage in the initiative, like trying to, trying to go higher. All right. Next, uh, Will's going to take a look at Stefan Keel uh, bringing a uh, what has become a, a meta staple here. But uh, with, a, yeah, with that... a twist, though. With a twist. Take a look at this. Oh, there's some things going on here. So uh, this is the infamous Zamgo. Uh, that's Zam Wessel and Django Fett in their respective fire sprays. Uh, now, Zam Wessel has the Palpatine uh, crew. Seismic charges, false transponder, hull upgrade. So pretty standard there for an extended build, um, taking the seismics instead of thermals. Uh, Django Fett taking composure, Kautuku, thermal detonators, false transponder codes, and hull upgrade. Uh, also, uh, what's become uh, the standard that thermal or force crew, thermal, false, and hull. Um, this one brings composure uh, to put the list at uh, 200 points. And I think that this is, uh, we've seen this a lot on Fire Spirits, more than I think any other ship uh, since uh, the the great composure nerf uh, that, uh, that uh, re took out uh, people who just got free boost actions. They can't uh, do fancy things anymore. And a lot of this is that uh, you do use the boost a lot with the fire sprays. Uh, at I-6, you're uh, even more so. 
And if for some reason uh, you were trying to boost to say, get out of arc, you're like, well, I kind of want to try and risk getting out of your arc with this boost, but I'm not sure if it uh, will actually fit. Uh, the composure is a nice one point insurance that, yeah, sure. Let's try it. Uh, we used to see it on Boba Fett because of how medium-based boosting works, that if you can boost, you're, you're, you were range two of the ship. Uh, but if you can't boost, you're probably already range one. So Boba Fett used to like it to uh, basically guarantee he was range one. Uh, so, yeah, interesting. I, I actually like seismic charges. We got so used to them for a long time as, like, the go-to bomb before concussions, ion, and uh, thermals were introduced. Like, within the last year, it's really not been that long since we've gotten new bombs. Uh, but I, the guaranteed damage and uh, the... Uh, on the larger asteroids and things that circumference of or wait diameter either one really uh the big the big old circle that uh, the seismic charges affect uh is uh valuable i would say might also be a hard counter to things like han maybe i don't know i might be pushing it but yeah uh staple list Gonna see it uh, a lot. Hopefully, not like, across the table from you. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh, by the way, if you're not watching live, you don't get to see us. You don't get to be a part of us talking trash in the chat. Uh, we're talking trash about the upcoming May 22nd. Don't miss it. The GSP showdown happening live on stream. All right, now uh, Mike Clark brought. I'm, I'm telling you, you know, we've I think we've written off the IGs long enough. There's a threat. There's a threat out there, and they go beep, boop, beep, boop. We got IG88B and IG88D, okay? Um, two of the aggressor assault fighters, and they're both built out exactly the same. You got elusive, advanced sensors, auto blasters, ion cannon, proton bombs, rig cargo shoot, hull upgrade. Don't forget the hull upgrade. And IG-2000. So, you know, you just... They absolutely do a wonderful job utilizing advanced sensors, especially. They do have a pretty diverse uh, action bar, and as well as just good maneuverability. One of the biggest weaknesses of the IGs is being blocked. Like, if you can get them without their actions, like actually take them away, that's good. But they have advanced sensors to try to prevent that. Now, once you take one of them down, if you can get past the defense, they can go down pretty quickly. Um, but they have a ton of tools. The auto blaster, the ion cannon, being able to shoot twice because of IG-88B's ability. Don't sleep on it. And if those elusive rolls are working out, you're going to have a bad day. Those those are some tyrannical robots. I'll tell you, they they can uh, they can be evadey for sure. One of the variations you sometimes do see here uh, on these is uh, instead of hole upgrade, taking stealth device with uh, with some other sacrifices in there. But uh, 
Mike Clark played absolutely amazing. I think we got two games of his on stream. If you're interested in watching IG88s, I highly recommend watching those recordings when they come out because uh, he, he played absolutely wonderfully. And, uh, yeah, I love love seeing IG88s out there. Pretty great. Be careful of the advanced sensors. Rig cargo should drop. Oh, yes. We did see that. We saw a, a very sad whisper. Uh, go like, oh, wait, I can barrel roll here and in the beginning of shot. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Decloaked right into it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wrong decision. It, whew, sadness, sadness. All right. Now we got David Chabot. Take it, Ryan. All right. David bringing a different squad utilizing the new upgrade discipline we have four saber squadron ace interceptors all with discipline and then echo with discipline a phantom for locks arrow roll when something dies all of them have three dice echo is just i'll, I'll be wherever <laughs> so i'll figure it out with my with my decloaks bank twos um i think it's interesting you know it, do you did you have David on any stream games? Yeah, uh, one I think two. one. I think we had yeah, we, we, think we, we got him on the cut. Mm -hmm. Cool. I'll I'll be interested to see that one. Just as curious to see, uh, did, did it start in formation and split, or started pretty separate from each other? Uh, they they got spooked by a bunch of rebel. Uh, uh, what, what did I call it a second ago? Networked Focalations. Uh, <laughs> they got they got real spooked by it and were like, not sure exactly how to engage. He played um, against Andrew. I, I think he it was against Andrew he played. Ah, uh, okay. But mm, hey, I, I figured this discipline anyway. has good value on the Sabres. It's I-4. Everything in the list right now is I-4. Um, and those interceptors getting locks pretty good they don't always have to use auto thrusters uh to it's, it's not every turn they don't have to use them. just point arc somewhere take focus shoot me i dare you um still not great for like a saber to get one-shotted or just being taken off without a lot of good return fire but i just think uh, positionally these five ships can create solid kill boxes and they're pretty they can be good independently if they wanted to spread and close, similar to how I used to fly five A-wings where they would, if I had some amount of initiative advantage, I could spread them out, create wide set kill boxes. They could bait on, you know, they could take the bait on one side of the board and because they're all very fast, they could close in. But if my opponent has initiative and everything in their list moves last, say triple aces or like a Django Zam, that's still like 15 attack dice being thrown at them. So I'm now a jousting squad. Mm -hmm. Don't go in front of me, but also I can, I have repositional capabilities to adjust where that kill box that maybe I'm a little bit tighter in my positioning. So I don't get picked off by those aces, but I have positional advantages that other jousting lists don't. Good stuff. Let's keep going. Another appearance of the resistance. Ian Becker uh, taking here. Pretty similar to something we saw earlier. Finn, a row, Finn in the transport pod. We got Rose uh, with a couple of Red Squadron escorts. Now, they were built out a little bit different. 
Um, let's go ahead and read the squad. We got Finn with Heroic, Rose with Nothing Honor. I know most of the time we see C-3PO on there, but not today. A Red Squadron Escort with S-Foils and Jamming Beam. And then a Red Squadron Escort with R6D8 and Jamming Beam. We'll revisit that here in a second. That's Jess Paza. Top Paza. Jeff Pava with BB Astromech to add that extra extra charge in there and also jamming beam. Now, off the top of my head, I honestly have no clue. It's, it's the new does... one where you get rerolls for uh, if you get a reroll for every uh, friendly bullseye the defender's in. Well, here we'll go ahead and bring up the card here. While you perform an attack, you may reroll a number of dice. Up to the number of friendly ships at range zero to three that the defender that have the defender in their bullseye. So get a bullseye, do some rolls. All right, pretty solid. Yeah, that's just, you, have, that, you have five ships in the list. Someone might. It's it's kind of like saying you're kind of just Pava, but more conditionally, and right. only on attack. You're worse just Pava, but hey, you get rerolls, and it's. Now, four points if uh, you're trying to invest in having those offensive modifications where you normally wouldn't have it seems pretty solid i mean do you do you think it's worth more worth more in this list to have r68 and bb8 than it is to have c3po on rose though hmm. that's that's my like conundrum because i think what bb is three on jess well you can't afford it it's uh f uh Four, so if you take the R6D8 is four, C3PO is five. So if it's just yeah, a straight so swap. Take BB, BB Astro also off of Jess. You could do that. You could do that. But what if what if he loves that? What if he really no, wants it? No, like, so this obviously still works. You pow, Jess has more charges, right? That's still good. You're making someone a slightly mini Jess. I, I just usually we see C3PO on Rose because it is really good. Mm -hmm. She might be just up front with Finn, just trying to uh, soak damage uh, to preserve the T-70s for the endgame. Because Rose and Finn are surprisingly difficult ships to take down for being little little pods. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, it interesting interesting squad there. I just it, it definitely when I when I looked at it, I was like, this is an interesting mix. Obviously, it worked well for Ian, got him into the top sixteen, um, and I'd be curious to see how often uh, you know this is people are referring to R six D eight as the predator droid, um, but yeah, how how much potential if you're playing against, especially uh, if you're playing against a. Uh, large number of ships playing against four or five ships in there and they're flying in formation you can choose your target priority by saying hey i know that uh, r6d8 is going to trigger on this one just triggers anyway because she's got her friends rose is probably in the back if you can get re-rolls on as many as possible finn's doing his thing as well it could end up end up working out yeah most of these guys are i3 so you could shoot the one like say the the hurt enemy in a bullseye first uh, before you move on to the other ships. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's keep it rolling. Marcel, take a look at John DeBoer's list. So John, um, the last name Theon pronounced, flew a Rebel Alliance list with Blue Squadron 1, 2, 3, 
cuatro uh, X-Wings, uh, T-65, and two Tala. Uh, the most surprising thing about this list is there are zero, zero threat tracer missiles on this. So you've got, um, yeah, it's a six-ship list. Uh, are, these are all the uh, initiative ones. Oh, they're These not. are the initiative, initiative twos. twos. Yeah. yeah, even the Talos are initiative two. Um, can they make initiative? I mean, the, yeah, we've seen... it down to initiative ones would uh, fit the tracers, right? Yeah, we've seen uh, four cavern angels, zealots, and then two bandit squadrons with tracers. That does. Well, fit. Um, so this is a super Why? cool list, I... but I'm I'm wondering like if I had my choice between going from I two to I one and getting tracers on those Talos or they wouldn't be towels anymore. They'd be like, bandits. Um, They'd be bandits. Or, yeah, like, I'm trying to think. Well, what's better, the Initiative 2? Uh, or I would the definitely Tracer take the Tracer version. I don't know if there's, yeah. like, I'm really surprised I, that they went this route. I think the Tracer version, to me, is clearly superior. It would be Zealots and um, Bandits, you said, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, it, it, yeah, so, I mean, it's a good list. I mean, it's, it's six ships. Um, you know, you've got two shields on each ship. Uh, two agility is a decent amount of agility. Uh, a lot a lot of attack dice. Um, you know, we saw the top, the top, the, the number two player flying, flying two, uh, no, flying four ships with the potential, not guaranteed, the potential of rolling three attack dice on attack um out of those four and doing well so numbers wise you're you're there i think you're handicapping yourself a little bit by just not taking advantage of the severely undercosted tracer missile and that you know, goes up in points it would be a great question to ask john i'm sure i'm sure we could get a hold of him at some point uh, maybe somebody in the chat knows john uh but to ask you know did he even consider because that, that's, that's you know, sometimes you just don't even think about, like, oh, hey, he may have started with the Blue Squadron Escort and say, I want six ships, and I'm going to fly this one and, and keep them all initiative, too. Like, that just may have been the thought process. Or was there a conscious decision between, I actually don't want to go down to initiative one, and if there was something, which we don't know, we're going to have to ask John, uh to ask ask of it and that, look john's in the chat he says nope didn't even think of it so there you go wow john wow try Super out flex. try out the initiative once and and maybe you win the tournament man you got to the top 16 you get that get the little extra modifiers and i think his opponent uh paint strip i think it's kp was one of his opponents at some point uh he and kp says if he would have flown the initiative one version with the tracers i would have lost so there's yeah. there's a little bit of anecdotal evidence. <laughs> yeah, because it also turns those Z95s into three die guns, mm -hmm. uh, even if they're not doing damage. Like that target lock that you gave is a damage in itself. So uh, again, adding an extra two three die guns, or converting two two ships to three die guns, and then getting those extra modifiers, especially at range three, you just keep the Z95s in the back so they don't get killed. And and they don't they disregard with the tracer missiles they disregard the range bonus, uh, super scary list. <laughs> They're saying rematch in the chat. <laughs> Love and what's it. nice too is you could almost treat these to how Octor Khan had flown his old fangs and two seeks, two groups of three. 
two X-Wings and one Talo with them. That way you could have potentially two attack vectors and two zones of fire where there's one Z95 for each pair of X-Wings. There you go. Let's keep it going. Will's going to take a look at Fawn Langalan's list. All right. Uh, this is a rebel list without Hera. What? Uh, I don't know. Two in a row. Do these people even know? Uh, <laughs> Have you heard? <laughs> anyways. <laughs> uh, these, this is uh, the return of the Wardens. Four Warden Squadron Pilots. That's the, I'm going to say it's full name to be polite. Uh, BTL S8K Wing. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're big fans of the Warden Squadron Pilots. We even got them all dart stealing showing off. Uh, very fancy. Uh, is that the is that the participation price for galaxies? Or no, was this, was, this was this uh, was this was Flight Club. If you snooze, That's you right. lose. Mm. Yeah. Would have been cool. Look at them all. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, all right. So oh, we used to see this list uh, back when um, there wasn't as many bombs, and you would bring proton bombs, uh, maybe a seismic on the Sabine carrier. Um, but now, uh, even though uh, the Wardens went up in price uh, at some point in time to prevent this list. Oh, it's back. Uh, barrage rockets and thermal detonators being the weapons of choice. And then, of course, uh, there is room for uh, the best bombing crew. That's Sabine Wren. She gives you, uh, let me see if I can remember them now because of the old school bad tokens. Uh, Ion, Jam, Stress, and tractor no strainer to plead on there uh that's what uh it is missing but so every time you're hit by a bomb which this list brings just a casual 16 thermal detonators just a few a few <laughs> can drop just eight per round no big deal uh, uh if you are hit by a bomb sabim is going to give you a token uh, most likely you are going to take an I or a tractor token and be tractored into more bombs, uh, where in fact you'll get more tokens. Uh, you might be even take that ion token so you cannot avoid more bombs. Uh, with the Warden's uh, two dice bow tie, uh, the barrage out the front, and four bombs able to be dropped before reloading out the back, uh, creates a almost 360 degree threat range. Um, there is four of them. They're at nine health. Uh, they can. They're surprisingly quick with that medium base slamming. Like they can come find you. That's uh, like I said. It, we used to see it like I said a lot more. It's kind of faded off a little bit. Um, but like thermal detonators definitely brings this list back into full competitive mode. Mm-hmm. Well, watch out. Don't sleep on the 4K wings. They they will be coming. Let's keep it co going here. We got Julian Galdoe bringing Dash. Yes, you heard me, Dash. 
and Benthic Two Tubes for a total of 200 points. Dash has Trick Shot, Biston, Perceptive Co-Pilot, Shield Upgrade, and Outrider. Benthic Two Tubes, Dead Man Switch, Advanced Sensors, Generso, Perceptive Co-Pilot, Hole Upgrade, and Pivot Wing. Now, here is a uh, another instance of us seeing benthic two tubes um or you could just say more rebel token shenanigans being able to pass tokens with Jin Erso, uh basically saying hey this dash is going to be super hard to kill all right because essentially in this list benthic is there to serve dash up the tokens and dash's goal is to end up you know just having two shops hopefully with biston right on, on double sides or sorry uh, different targets and being able to have uh potentially uh or potentially three not potentially i guess if you have benthic there you're gonna have three focuses potentially right two for perceptive you got to have one to be able to do the double shot um, but that allows you to spend the focus on the first attack and then have a focus for the second one. Like you, you have, you have the modifiers there, which is great. Um, and then of course you could also change it to an evade, but, uh, just really, really good synergy there. And you gotta be smart with dash. If you're not, he's go, he goes down. Um, I know we did have Julian on stream. Uh, and in that one, it did end up end a little bit quicker. Uh, I believe it was about a, about a half hour, 40 minute game, uh, where dash went down really fast, but that's because the opponent identified, uh, what you had to do real quick and was able to burn down dash pretty fast, uh, but still great run by Julian, uh, getting into the top 16. All right, Ryan, we got the Jason Chong next with a uh, with another version of Django Zam. Let's just go ahead and hit that real quick. Yep, uh, Django Zam, nothing too crazy with this one. Standard, uh, except slight, slight difference. Uh, Count Dooku Cruise on Django, Palp Sidious Cruise on Zam. Besides that, they both have Treacherous, both have Thermal Detonators, both have False Transponder Codes, and actually Django has hull upgrades. So Django is worth more, potentially leaning into the idea that, you know what? My opponent's going to go for Zam first, going to likely trigger Palp Crew more, meaning it's going to be able to take advantage of like, all right, Rebel Captive style, like you shoot me, I'm going to give you a stress and count on Django to help finish out the game. Still being able to use Dooku Crew as long as within range zero to two of Zam anyway, or use Django itself. So uh, leaning into the I-6 finisher since most people are gunning for Zam first. All right. And then we have uh, K-Stoff K bringing, uh, bringing something a little little different here. Go ahead, Marcel. <clears throat> Another appearance of Dash. Rendar. Um, so you got Dash Rendar with Trickshot, Biston, Perceptive Copilot, and Stealth Device, which seems to be the... Um, the well outside of stealth device a stealth device and outrider are usually like people will leave outrider out or will leave stealth device out but Biston and perceptive are like the staples on there they're always on there uh then you have hera with proton rockets and jake with proton rockets so again um on not different than benthic uh, well different in that you're not giving the debates well, actually, no. Actually, it's unlike it's not undifferent than ben, than the Benthic Two Tubes version because Jake can toss a focus over there, Hera can toss a focus, or hey, Hera has an evade action, 
Hera can just take an evade and give Dash that evade when he needs it. And this particular list, I, I think, punches harder than the Benthic 2 tubes version because um, not only do you get an extra shot, but those Proton Rockets can uh, can do some serious damage. You know, that's five dice. Now you've got three ships with the potential of throwing five dice um, on a that's given a maximum turn. maximum of 20 dice in one round by three ships. Yeah, I mean, 15 against one ship, but 20 total, yeah. Now, like, that is um, that is some serious damage output there. Uh, yeah, this is, this, this is, um, this is a good list. I don't know, I don't know what to say about it. Um, I don't know about that stealth device. I'm sure it came in handy, but uh, maybe the evades and free focuses were a reason to have it on there. Keep, uh... I, that, that is Jake and Hera keeping Dash alive. That's what that's what that is. Hey, here's 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 their focus action. Here so you go. Device on two agility is what uh, six points. Yeah. Six. Okay. Uh, and and you guys' opinion, six points is better spent on stealth than shield in this one. I yeah, because the he's idea only... that... go ahead, Will. Uh, I was going to say he's he's. Dash Runner's trying to be range three behind an obstacle. He's got Hera there for evades, Jake for focuses. Like, like he should be very defensive. Uh, we saw, no, th this was against Rack, I believe, right? That we caught on stream. It was the Rack. It was the Chunguses uh, that he faced off against, I'm pretty sure. And uh, Rack just kept shooting range three gas cloud obstructed onto Han, or onto... Uh, dash mm -hmm. and it it was like 15 minutes or so it was like the back fourth of the game before dash ever lost his self device it was yeah, a long combination time. with the obstructions and hera passing evade tokens as for as long as she can until she's ready to strike that one powerful turn with proton rockets yeah dash can be really defensive i think if there wasn't evade tokens to be passed to dash then we might have a discussion because there's no blank mitigation, but there's a very easy blank mitigation with evade passing. Easy. And last but not least in our top 16, Will's going to take a look at Paul Nixie and his scum list. All right. Uh, we got the return of the spacers. Uh, this is... Uh, a lot of them. I was gonna say that they all brought. <laughs> I was gonna say that they all brought something, and I was like, "Well, it's... anyways." Uh, we got two with plasma torpedoes, one with tractor beam, and then two with ion missiles. Uh, then, with them, uh, is two Banari pirates with thread tracers and false transponder coats. Uh, they're all I want, so the banana pirates can shoot first. Uh, they can use the false transponder codes defensively if someone's trying to take them out first. Or if they hit with their tracer missiles, they can then jam uh, the target, sets up the locks for the uh, plasma torpedoes, uh, the tractor beam, and the ion missiles. You can even potentially try to tractor beam a target first before you tracer it uh, to try to, in hopes to guarantee guarantee um, the tracer uh, but all of these uh the the plasma torpedoes threw me off at first i was gonna be like oh all was standard no wait no not at all standard weapons uh 
but though that's some long range potential some real alpha strike uh qualities there with the plasma torpedoes with the rise of a wings uh v1s uh, there's a lot of three agility ships that uh bring just one or two shields where a single damage going through on that plasma torpedo can have a ship so that's uh, really efficient there um, the tractor beam pulling somebody just into range one of seven ships or six other ships rather uh, is uh, disastrous uh, so this is uh, a very interesting take uh, on the cart the, the spacers and tracers uh, that we normally see uh, I think it's very interesting uh, to lean into those lock-based munitions instead of, say, the standard auto blaster, or just some regular cannon. You, you know, I feel I feel like this would probably match up really well against the separatist fire sprays. The, those plasmas out there, just being getting being able to get rid of those shields early. I don't, I'm just trying to think. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think. Why are you bringing plasma torpedoes? Why? Why not another three dice attack? That's obviously targeting shielded things. I mean, maybe even against the rebels. You know, if you're just getting one damage through, yeah. it equals two. Uh, being able to push through those shields. I'm just. I'm just thinking. Why? Yeah, the, why plasma? Uh, the comparison for a three dice long range damaging weapon is concussion missile. They're a point cheaper. You do get an extra charge. Uh, but they do have that uh, blast effect, the, the expose everybody's cards effect uh, on there. So I think it's, as you said, like to take down some of the beefier ships where the normal just two dice plinks just wouldn't be able to do. I mean, uh, if, you know, if, we, if we look up through most of the lists in the top cut, predominantly shields exist. So that as long as more than one shield exists on a ship, there's extra damage there. Besides what the sabers from David, the fangs from, from Don, the, I am Bru sure, Baruch, but I mean, you, you've got Zam and Grievous to shoot at instead. Everything else has shields worthwhile shooting at. And even if you get one damage on, say, an A-wing like Hera with a plasma, that's two damage. That's half. That's shields. So... Uh, I do like plasma torpedoes. Um, I, I think it's it's a good call. I'm just not a fan of if those red tr tracers don't hit, well, there goes my damage, like almost completely. Right. I, I don't. I can't rely on that myself. Not when you like. Not when it's just a three. Sure, it's a three dice attack that ignores the range band required. The, the the added range bonus defensively. So you can have that sort of snipe to range three, but you're still only focus modded. So you're doing a three dice focus attack. They don't always hit. Well, so that, that's what I was going to counter you with, is that, uh, remember, you, you can shoot a threat tracer with target lock, calculate, or, tar or target lock, focus, or calculate. Now, granted, they're I1, so you might not always get the target lock, but you can go in there and target lock for the tracer missile, activating the false transponder code in hopes that you can uh, hit harder. That is definitely true. You just got to make sure that ship is still going to exist in your arc for that to really be as effective. Because the nice thing with the focus is the flexibility on target decision. Mm -hmm. 
but still even just if you're fa if you have that many ships and you're facing like a triple ace even just taking the lock like you mentioned and then jamming that that ace type ship that's now going to be out a token for that turn and you're basically saying if you land anywhere in my z95 arc you will be sad at all mm -hmm. so if i was able to get a lock on you that means my arc is a threat now and mm -hmm. i've already jammed you at the same time good stuff well that was our top 16 for mon Cala. there's plenty of other lists uh to look at with the 32 there's lots of lots of things to gleam really curious to see how the meta will evolve and we'll talk more about that as we get on the uh the roll up to bespin now um as for main topics is it next week gentlemen that we're drafting is that next week's podcast yeah right i'll draft sure today i don't care <laughs> I, I, well, does, does the draft scared. count for, does that include the bands and picks all in that same day? Yeah. All, all of it, yeah. same okay. day. Got to get the big board ready, baby. 20, 22nd. Yeah, that would be... There's only two episodes, not counting this one, before the showdown. Yeah. So, so probably should... It depends on if you guys need time. Apparently, Marcel does not need time. I'm ready to go uh, today. Let's do it. Let's fight tomorrow. <laughs> I keep thinking that someone's rolling a blank up on your screen, uh, Marcel. That's Somebody's rolling a what? Don't roll a blank up on your screen. What is a man blank up? What? I rolled a blank. Blank dice. Yellow and yeah, you don't see it? Am I crazy? I see it. Oh, you're talking about <laughs> There it is. That? Yeah. Like, come on, come on. Is that is that why I keep losing games? No, nah, that's yeah. right. They're oh. just just the big old blank dice staring down. I, 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 I need, I need to go Sauron. up there and tell them to to, to draw a little like squiggly <laughs> in the center. For for our audio only listeners in the background, one of the skyscrapers from Marcel's view has a a green diamond out there, but it's just plain. So it resembles a blank die. All right, so we got some interesting questions of the week, uh, and we also want to get to list of the week. So we might cut a couple of the questions, uh, but we cannot go forward in, in question of the week without answering cool blades question i even i tagged him on on discord saying hey we answered your question during the podcast we didn't answer his question during the podcast last week so we're going to answer it this week his question is could a different starter set be created for each faction if they kept with the three shipped in a box theme what current ships should be in each for uh, for each faction and would it be worth their time to make these so from a um from from my perspective i think they they kind of i think could they yes they could they kind of are kind of right in the middle with the squadron packs right the squadron pack is your sort of starter set for any faction now uh, yes, all the First Order players yell out together, what about us soon? I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Um, but I think that's what they're, they're hoping that you you start there for, for a single faction. I don't think it's uh, as I'm thinking for business. I don't think they should go back and make another starter set, to be completely honest, because they're going for the squadron pack. Like if they can get you to buy the box. 
the uh, the starter set for the the damage deck and the templates, and then go with the core set or not with the core set. Excuse me, with a, with the squadron pack. I think that's a great way. And but also, they've created these other products. They have their uh, you know their templates. Even though we I, I don't like them, they're they're plastic templates. Go with a third party. Curlpaw Creatives use code GSP. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, or their their damage decks right like they have ways for us to get around getting the core set i think the model of the squadron packs i think is their best bet because not only will new players buy them experienced players are going to buy them because if you've noticed if you look at the the upgrade cards that are in that box they have the new ones but then they got copies of standard stuff you'll get like predator you'll get uh different cannons and stuff like that things that you don't need as an experienced player but that a new player could use that's that's my two cents marcel i think you disagree yeah <laughs> yes, yes. yeah let me tell you how fight uh, me and and i disagree in a way that's gonna make me unpopular uh oh so um first with the way that ma that that people would like is newer players who don't want to buy the squadron packs because even if let's say a new player wants to play empire um actually empire is a terrible choice that's a I'm great a box to buy sky strike no. that's a good starting spot let's say a somebody wants to come in and play separatist right you still have to buy all of the starter set stuff damage cards and everything separately and then buy your squadron pack and then buy 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 right um you don't buy you know, your templates, your dice, all of that. Just, it'd be nice to come in and say, hey, you know what? I really like the Republic. I just want to play the Republic for now and, and kind of tiptoe into the Republic and buy my, um, you know, my main ships. And you probably want to put the ships that are the most well-known. So you'll throw the LB in there, maybe Yoda. Um, and, you know, a combination of two, you know, three ships, however, like the way that they are now. 40 bucks is that is that what the starter sets go for 40 bucks right yeah that's a that's a retail so that's the, the the popular i think that that would be popular with newer players now the unpopular uh reason why i think they should is or that they could right they they could i would say should as a, right. if i'm on the side of the business i would say they should you're not, gonna, wait, 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 wait. You're not gonna tell me that they're gonna release new stuff in the boxes. Oh yeah. No. New exclusive I'm stuff out. in the box. I'm done. <laughs> you can run away. Like I said, it'll make me unpopular <laughs> with the people. But I would say you just need you you remember back in 1.0, you had to buy uh the Corvette in order to get access to C3PO or you know uh they did that for a reason. Oh right? yeah, like, of course. Yeah. So you can very easily just add one really good card to each starter set and say this is exclusive to the starter set and make from the four of us and all the other dummies out there who <laughs> play everything say oh you know what 40 times seven now we just <laughs> made ourselves another 300 dollars right here off every single app for one card one card per pack you don't have to get it like you, <laughs> you know, this is you, you have free have you have it. free will. <laughs> but they're uh, you know they're, they're playing they're they're playing with our emotions here. You know, um, so that's why I say it's good for the people that that are starting out and they just want to play one faction. And as a business, 
that's a way to do it in a way that is just printing money. I mean, it is like okay, they'll 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 give you now. Now you have another three uh, generic dice, and you have another six asteroids. Actually, you know what? They don't even have to do cards. They would even be worse, worse if they put like three new obstacles that are faction specific obstacles. Oh, you know, you got to collect them all. (laughs) We all got Pokemon syndrome. You're right. You got to listen to Pokemon. Like you got, you you, you got to collect them all. So it could be a good business move and it can also be a good, um, just, for, for starting players who don't want to spend a lot of money and they don't want to fly Rebel or Empire, but they still want all the starter kit stuff. So, Marcel, when that comes down the line, we bring we blame you, right? Like, that's that's how this works, right? Because you brought it up. You can only blame me if I get a cut, a cut of the profit. I don't think they'll give me a cut of the profit, so you can't blame me. <laughs> awesome. All right. Just no event exclusive. No, I don't think they'd ever do event exclusive. Like you have to be at this event to get this upgrade card. That 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 would in fact do a full riot. That that's full full riot. But anyway, <laughs> uh, what ships are going to be in there? Uh, uh, I, wanna, I, wanna, I don't care about the logistics and the riots creation. I care about what ships would be in there. Uh, right. So they of of already released ships. Uh, so you gotta imagine. So uh, A wing and B wing are taken. Uh, X wing's super iconic. Uh, so I feel like you would be uh, what two X wings and a Y wing for the Rebel pack. Uh, it seems pretty thematic there. Uh, what do you, What do you guys think about the Imperials there? They've already. So but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw something out though real quick. The squadron packs have always done one ship and then two of other ships. Two of the same, yeah. Why can't a starter have three different ships? Okay. It's a yeah. starter, right? You want mm-hmm. them to start with iconic things that you think about with the faction that might have a little bit of variation each, but they are some of the backbone of the faction. They're with what you want to think about. And it's a starter, so you have three different ships. Now, granted, production-wise... Probably not great to put that whole pack together. But as a starter, I would think you'd want three different ones. I like that. I think the the reason why the core set has, I think, two, two factions, right? He's got the, the Rebel and the Imperial, and they're the one X-Wing, two TIE Fighters. I think the reason for that is percept- like when when walk- somebody who has no idea about X-Wing, no idea, they see that box on the table, and they go, oh— Empire versus Rebels. That's a Star Wars game. I think that's why it's designed the way it is. Um, but I think as a – if you're looking at it as just a competitive game – so, for instance, I, I, I've i never played 40K or, or any of those like that. But I know I've been in game stores where you see, like, the different army boxes, and they got, like, four or five different y- units. I don't know what they're called, but, like, different models in there. Uh, so the the – uh, the idea of what you're saying there, Ryan, that exists already. This is just applying it to X-Wing. So I, I'd be in. I, I like that idea for sure. And then maybe you build the culture of like, hey, you want to play this game? You can you can buy your Rebels box versus the Empire box, right? 
yeah like uh i'll let will continue because i'm sorry if i interrupted you on the middle of that but uh like for rebel you said two x wings and a y and that's i was like why can't it be if we're thinking we already have the phoenix cell pack let's do an x wing a y wing and a u wing Oh, okay. Medium base thrown in there. Oh, dang. So I'm saying you have that small variation because you could think okay. on the Empire side, TIE Fighter, TIE Bomber. I was, I was going to say Z95, but, you know. There you go. See, I don't uh, think, I, I got to think that you got to think Alphabet, right? Uh, iconic Rebel ships. I see what you're saying there. Yeah. All right, so I the mean, box. Man, so if we're, if we're including that's gonna a, get up to like sixty dollar MSRP now. That's what I was gonna say. But hey, that's like it's, it's a starter. Starter packs in, in a lot of miniature yeah. games tend to be the most expensive thing, but are still great values. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting dice, cardboard templates. Let's be real here, uh, and uh, damage deck, a faction damage deck too. They don't even need to print more than those. Just throw the throw the ones they're already making in there. Uh, so what are the iconic ships for, uh, Empire? I mean, there's already two TIE Fighters in the core. Do you really need TIE Fighter V1 and X1? Does the core exist in this world? I mean, it are, I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it does, but like... But maybe they stopped, just... they stopped printing it. They stopped printing it. They said, we're going to go well, in this so new I, direction. I, if we compare it to other miniature games, I think cores still exist, but then they have... They still have starter packs on top. I, I always equate to 40k because that's what I used to play. That was my first ever miniatures game. I'm so glad I got out of it, by the way. Um, but yeah, it's they, they still have cores. So I don't know, Will. What's not interceptor, not defender, not fighter, right? Those would be the first things that already. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, they've already re-released them in second edition. Uh, the X has to be an X1, right? Like that's what's going to draw the the attention is that X1. Uh, beyond that, like, I just don't think that they, someone said bomber, which is a great idea. So I'm probably going to go striker as my third ship then, if we're going out of the box ships. Okay. I like it. Some people are calling for the phantom or gunboat. That's how you release the gunboat. <laughs> but yeah, it's not, it's not a an iconic ship. People to buy ship. Starter packs. No, you can't be putting those ships in the starter pack. Cloaking and slamming mechanics. Oh, you're you're right. You're right. Okay. You shouldn't. Not that you can. You you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, scum. Uh, I mean, Fang Fighter, right? Yeah, well, hands down. You uh, got. For some reason, they love M three A's, so they're gonna be putting that one in there. And then, what would be a shift that doesn't function like those two? Uh, I was gonna say Kirax, but like that's not really. What do, what, what do we have so far again? We have the M3A and Wells. Fang and M3A. Um, I think you gotta gotta throw a little bit of Bounty Hunter a action in there, right? So you can go yeah. G1A. G1A. I know. I was like, right too. Like, because you wouldn't you I, wouldn't put the fire spray iconic, in there, right? Though. You wouldn't. Yeah, you no, would. I don't think. I don't think you would put a fire spray in the box though, because you you want to sell that that extra $30 box right there because people will buy oh wait Boba Fett I want Boba Fett so you don't put Boba Fett in that box why not you hate people you don't want them to get like nice <laughs> things people. in boxes oh okay now not, you're the one who started oh, us down okay. this road <laughs> uh, we could do a Star Viper okay yeah I like that uh, very uh, draws the attention um, 
Interesting. But then you're all three agility ships. I guess I don't know. Maybe swap out the the spacer for a Z. Why not a Kurax fighter? I mean, it's basically an X-wing. Mm, okay. Kurax. Most people can't pronounce that. Like, if you if you told someone to go up to that box and say, "What's that ship?" That's the Kazarizis consonants everywhere. No, they just say that's the Star Wars ship. Star Wars. Yeah. And some people are calling for the the, the Hawk 290. So, but we're, we're assuming that the the squadron pack exists already, right? So that one that's already in a box. So that's a, that's yeah, the only can't do that. only issue there. I think yeah. the resistance is uh, super easy. Uh, it's an A wing, an X wing, and the fireball. Or are we bringing back the Star Fortress? Is it going to be like Last Jedi themed? Because we really haven't had no. a, a Last Jedi themed box, right? Harold's of Hope nice was transport. Transport's two ships, though. That's a lot. So of... you said we have the A wing, the yeah, A wing, X wing, uh, Star Fortress. Introduce the Resistance Y wing. Oh well, I'm... I mean, it probably would get its own pack because of Rise of Skywalker stuff. But like, man, there's not a lot more. I like. I've been waiting. Fireball doesn't feel iconic though. I've been waiting, waiting for my little, my little. Uh, what, what's her face here? Zor uh, Zori Bliss. Zori. Zori. I mean, been waiting for my little Zori we, we Y-wing for first, a bit now. Oh, she loves the Our first oh, big no. base in a starter pack with the Falcon. We haven't seen no. that be released. Uh, yeah, the. They're the Rebel Falcons out, right? Rebel ones got one. Yeah, but not the Resistance Falcons, is what I'm saying. True that. Gotta get that Wedge Gunner <laughs> in there somewhere, right? You're only gonna get two ships then. If they're not a large base ship. Sure, that that makes sense, right? So you do only two two ships. Do a Falcon and either an A-Wing or an X-Wing. Probably X-Wing. You know, they're they're the faction that's they, they've are, done that already. Are, they, yeah, there, uh, that 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 happened in first edition. Uh, what was the name of the box? The Heroes Black X-wing. Yeah, yeah. It was the like Heroes of the Resistance. Yeah. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Two point mean, Literally. Just, why not? I mean, it makes sense to me. Uh, the Grand uh, Republic. Uh, I feel like it's got to be uh, the uh naboo I, I don't know if i even want the naboo in there but i guess it's naboo and see the you're shaking your head no get the naboo out of my clone army that's a planetary defense force. <laughs> but it's iconic I mean, that's that's the not, thing though you're, you're not wrong you're not wrong give me a, an arc 170 some other clone single fighter and probably a jedi fighter of some type right so that's the v-wing then yeah so you get the uh, so it's just the uh, the Ada then, because they already have the the seven B with the torrents. So uh, uh, that one's not as exciting because they they don't have as many ships and already have a good starter box. Uh, the separatist, I feel like it's uh, gonna be uh, a hyena uh, tri fighter, and then I guess HMP. Yeah, all the different droids. That makes sense. Roger, Roger. Give you a wide, wide. Please give variety. me another spot to have Dark One probe droid instead of the stupid Sith infiltrator. <laughs> Literally, if you want Count Dooku or Sith infiltrator, you buy that ship. Yeah, it's not used right now. That's well, an example of a cool. Uh, that's a cool example of uh, of a place where you get one upgrade or two, where you're like, I. That's why I bought this box. 
I mean, don't hate on the infiltrator. It's got flappy wings. <laughs> it flaps. It it does. Actually, it, I guess they're more like this, aren't they? <laughs> Instead wah, of wah, this. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Instead of flappy wings, they're clappy wings. Clappy, <laughs> there you go. Uh, and so, then I don't know. We uh we talked about it. I'm, I am for it. I think we should uh get some product on the shelves. I think it'd be a great idea. All right. Well, we'll, we'll see. AMG, call us up. We'll help you out. <laughs> you want royalties? <laughs> yes. All righty. Uh, well, we'll save the other questions uh for for another time. There's some cool ones in there for sure. Um. I do want to hit – let's hit the first list of the week, the top one. I think that would be a, a good one to hit quickly. So one of the ideas that we had out there was um, was the idea of finish the list, okay? Rather than giving us a full list and then we kind of tweak it is something that we don't mess with too much. We leave the pilots in there and having us finish the list for you. So I'll go ahead and uh, and bring – this into frame so that you guys can see it at home we'll read it this one comes from chase aka baffle and it says at dion i need the last pilot or pilots for this i tried a few i'm okay with upgrade changes on either of these as well i'm also okay with changing the pilots on the a-wing but prefer to keep poe so as a base we have poe dameron and the good Poe Dameron, by the way, Trigger Happy Flyboy, with heroic R4 Astromech overdrive thrusters and S foils, and currently we have ZZ Tolo with heroic and advanced optics. That's 121 points, leaving us with 79 points to play with. Anybody have strong feelings right off the bat? Like here's the answer. Yeah, I do. Ryan. Actually, an I'm just going to find the mute with... button, but Ryan goes first. Okay. Uh, as an archetype, I actually looked at directly, very similar, close list. So my take, ZZ's fine. Uh, throw Tally in there with Prockets. And then throw Rose in there with C-3PO Crew. And then we got some moderate amount of points left over. We might want a little bit of a bid. I would throw Ion Torpedoes on Poe. Uh, you can decide if you wanted to swap because you're putting ion torpedoes on Poe, take advanced optics and change it into prockets on ZZ also to say, all right, Poe's got a four dice range two to three shot. It's not there for a, a lot of damage, but it's denying range bonus. It's likely guaranteeing one damage because you're throwing four dice focus lock. Most likely if need be, you're being coordinated from Rose. Um, and then on top of that, you're setting up when something's ion to be dunked on by the pro the proton rockets from the the a wings whether it's one or two of them i think you know advanced optics is still good uh but i think the combination of ion torp into getting proton rocketed is pretty good all right so what, what was that, that that final one for you uh yeah throw proton rocket on cz also uh, no need for heroic on either one. You can you could keep them if you want. I'd rather go for a bigger bid. Yeah, Marcel, I'm going for a bigger bid on these because I'd rather move last with my proton rockets and Podammer in. I don't need no heroic. <laughs> All right, so uh, there you go, Chase. You have uh, Poe with heroic R4 overdrive S foils ZZ and Tally. Oh, yeah, don't, don't forget the ion torps on Poe. 
Ah, yes, 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 yes. Ion, oops, why is that not working? Uh, and Ion Torps on on, uh, on Poe. ZZ and Tally both have Proton Rockets. And leaves you with a five-point bid because Rose has C-3PO. There you go, 195. Marcel, what, are, what do you think? All right, uh, reset to start. There yep, you go. I did. Oh, you came prepared. So we're going to leave that alone because uh, it's fine. We're just going to copy ZZ. Done. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm watching the stream as you pop. So and upgrade that one to uh, tally. Okay. And then you will copy one more time and delete the advanced optics and change heroic to intimidation. Nice. Two hundred points for ship list. You got Merle with intimidation. Tally and ZZ both with heroic and optics, and you've got Poe with heroic, the S foils, R4, Astromech, and Overdrive. Comes in at 200 points, but um, you got ZZ and Merle, so you don't need a bid. All very right. easy. Another variation there. Love it. Will? I'm a mute button. Uh, hmm. Well, uh, I was trying to. Um, I was trying to do it, but it doesn't. I'm at uh, two hundred and one. <laughs> uh, every time, every time. Uh, I wanted to put uh, Covenel with Leia in there uh, to mm. give Poe additional options uh, for clearing that stress uh, with that overdrive thrusters. Uh, but like I said, it, it that with Rose, I didn't want to make it a three ship build. Uh, ends up being uh, two hundred one. Uh, I originally looked at Ray, um, and I think that might be the only option. Other than, uh, I mean, to be honest with you, though, uh, with these point costs, like you put in Merle, uh, intimidation, or uh, what is the army targeting priority? And then you pretty much put in any other ship. But you guys already were putting A-Wings in, so I don't want to do that. Uh, let's go with the Ray, actually. Uh, so with Ray, you get 11 points. And uh, while Rose is good, I think you still have to reach for that Finn uh, gunner. Adding, being able to add the blank. If you take target locks with Ray a lot, uh, you can even reroll that added blank. Uh, you have two points left over, and I, I feel like you might as well grab uh, the Falcon title. But I don't know. Is a two-point bid worth it on sixes? And I feel like anybody who anybody who's like uh, like I'm flying I six Ace is going to be taking like five to ten-point bid anyways. So I don't think the two-point bid would really get you much maybe against some other i5s do you think with light ray you go finn or do you go like race falcon with like false transponder codes and maybe another cheap crew uh i need her hitting hard i need her shooting uh like those four and five dice attacks all the time I i've seen light race and they just are they feel underwhelming all right, so you end up with Poe, Heroic, R4, 
Overdrive Thrusters, S-Foil, ZZ with Heroic and Optics, and Ray with Finn and Ray's Millennium Falcon. And, Will, this was exactly what I built. <laughs> on my side I mean, I, they, they were taking the A-wings so I had yep. to just keep going down I wanted, oh man, I wanted COVID to work but 201 yep. the, the, other, the other road I started going down was adding in Finn but if you went with the full decked out Finn you don't quite have enough points to put another ship that matters um, I'm going to say there, like, you could end up getting a kind of a, a funky fireball in there. But, uh, yeah, I think I think Ray, Ray, I preferred that method as well. So, uh, Chase, hopefully that gives you some ideas for something to play with and build. And uh, it, it's it's super fun. Uh, don't roll blanks like Marcel. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and hopefully you can get a couple W's. All right, well, that is uh, that's it for tonight, guys. We we covered a myriad of topics. We covered the top 16, and next week live on the podcast, we will be drafting for the Gold Squadron Showdown. For if anybody is not familiar with the format, what we're going to be doing is we're going to have one round of banning ships. Okay, banning pilots, excuse me, banning pilots. A second round of banning an upgrade for each of us. And after that, we have six rounds of drafting a pilot. Okay? Um, we'll get more into the details in the nitty-gritty next week, but uh, we're looking to have fun. And with those things we draft, we can build from those. Or, uh, like I've been talking about in the chat, you can just make hate picks. Like, you know what? I don't want to fly against uh, ZZ Tolo. So with the first pick in the draft, I pick ZZ Tolo, and I won't even use it. How, wait, wait, wait. How is the draft order being decided? Oh, we're going to figure that out next week. We're going to do it live okay. on air, baby. All right. I'm just saying because you may not have that option. I mean, I might not. Or I can just rig it. Who knows? Well, yeah. well we're, ban we're banning pilots and upgrades first yep. before we do before we draft. Rounds. Yeah, because then you draft something and it's like, oh, I ban what you drafted. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, bands would come first, and then however many rounds of picks that so, were. So so it's one pilot ban, one <laughs> upgrade upgrade ban, mm -hmm. and then one six rounds of six rounds, six of, rounds of, and then six rounds of drafting. Shippities. That those so are serpent draft style, right? One hundred percent. Yes, serpentine. Uh yeah, what are we gonna what are we gonna do? T uh, we need a tiebreaker from our uh, chat here, or somebody or not tiebreaker, something to determine our drafting order. So what I was we... gonna make it super boring and just do a random number generator, but so boring, so boring, <laughs> so boring. You want yeah? Let wait, the chat decide. Wait, wait, wait you still got Lupin Chewy? Yeah, I have Lupin Chewy. So I I got another question. Oh, it's if only we three draft, persons, though. Yeah, if we draft next week. That gives us two well, weeks to build. Well, does it make more sense to just build in one week and just reveal our list? Since there's no more like um, um, online events in the, between now and then. So we build one week and then reveal the following I, week. I, I need two weeks to build. All three of you are better list builders than me. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I need two weeks so that I can build my suboptimal lists. Okay. And I and then to put all the ships together and all that stuff as well. Do we have to own ships? Yeah, uh, you're, 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 I, I got <laughs> listen. I got some ships, 
but a lot of mine have been painted and given away, and I am not fully stocked. I will, I no, will I, say I, that. I got, I got them all. They're just all in box. <laughs> they all look like what's behind you right there. They, they're all in boxes. Yeah, mm-hmm. imagine we're gonna have to list build to actually think about what we own. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> we should be able to. We should be able to, to figure out mo- most of it. We should be able to figure out most of it. But uh, but yeah, looking forward to playing some in person X Wing for you guys here in a couple weeks. And all, all trash talk aside, uh, I know we're just excited just to hang out with each other. Now, we, uh, Marcel, are you gonna come to the sleepover Friday night? Because we're gonna be hanging out, and you're you're gonna be all by uh, you know. I mean, I guess not by yourself, but you're gonna be out of the fun. Don't don't uh, do it. It's, it's a secret tactic to get us all drunk the night before. I don't know what you're talking about. How early is it? Like, like, yes. Well, I, well, by the way, well, I don't see the problem. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be the first time uh, I showed up to a tournament. It's a big really maybe, but leaning towards yes. Okay. All right. Look, Marcel, if you don't stay over, there's a higher chance Dion and Will eat all the cookies. And this is uh, do, not, do not give me free access to cookies. Do, do, do not <laughs> threaten me. Okay? I'm not threatening. I'm just I do not take kindly to threats. What Gordon Berg didn't notice when uh, last time we were at Crossroads, he's going to hate me for that, by the way. <laughs> I warned him. I said, I brought him for a Saturday. They were all gone by Sunday. You didn't save me any. Let's <laughs> wreck yourself. Wrecked yourself. Ooh, someone, someone mentioned an aces high game for draft the order? draft order. You can do it really quick. The first, uh, the first one dies, gets the last pick, and you go backwards, right? Mm-hmm. Or you just play a full aces high the night before on Friday and just order of ranking wins. Well, no, we need it for Monday. We're drafting on Monday. Next Monday, oh, yeah, the draft right. is happening. Uh, maybe if we got time Wednesday or something, maybe. Freaking coordinate it. Show, show our one. hands for the first time on stream. Just a four rock paper scissors. <laughs> awesome. Well, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that work. Will cookies be part know. of the giveaways? No. No. Unfortunately, I can't sit. Wow, Nobby's asking for it. That's going all the way to Australia. Well, I will say, it takes a long time. I have never seen my wife's cookies not be soft. So, like, I don't know if it's possible for them to get shipped and still and end up being stale. But I don't doubt that it can happen, being that it's all the way across the world. Yeah. And, Ooh, I, and Le, I, Baron, uh Oh, my God. I screw it up every time. LeBaronese Pirate. Whatever. I'm moving on. Uh, says uh, four-person marbles race. That's quick. <laughs> That is that is that is a quick way. With uh, people, the likelihood we all fall off the marble track like three times in a row is pretty high. Well, then, then you then you, whoever dies first dies. If you die, you die. If he <laughs> well, dies, I, he dies. I will say with the cookies, I, I, you know, if, as you guys know, we started talking about Gold Squadron Paint Wars like months ago. This has been a epic struggle with the mail. Okay, we are still waiting on packages. We had packages go to like three different countries. No, so here's the best one. We had packages. We had a package three go to the UK, get scanned in, and the UK was like, go on a vacation. They hit the Netherlands and Australia, and then went back to the UK. 
We're not mailing you cookies. They won't make it. I'm sorry. Okay? If anybody's wondering where's Paint Wars, there's your answer and why everything is delayed. Soon, TM, that's what you got. But uh, we are looking forward to hanging out with you guys here in a couple weeks live on stream. And, uh, and just, of course, just being together. I'm excited to see these guys in person. Uh, have dinner, talk, watch movies, play board games. And uh, I don't know, maybe we'll stream something Friday night for funsies. It wouldn't be X-Wing, probably not. Maybe it is. I don't know. Uh, we'll see how interested you guys are as we get closer to it and, uh, and what we want to do. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. Be smart. Be safe. And remember, Gold Squadron.